0: Let not many of you desire to become worship leaders, because worship leaders will be judged more strictly. This is a quote from Pastor John Piper, and it's the topic of our discussion for today's show. This is the Risk Cast Podcast. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to another episode of the RizCast podcast. My name is Justin and I am your host. Uh, If this is your first time joining us, this is a place where we talk about the intricate life of being a worship leader and really just being creatives in general. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to talk about how worship leaders are teachers. Now, this is going to be a uh, probably a tough episode for some people to stomach, so I want to encourage you to uh, fasten your seatbelts and stick with me until the end, because I believe that uh, there's really some important content that we as worship leaders uh, need to have on the forefront of our minds. And I started the show with a quote from Pastor John Piper, which said that, let not many of you desire to become worship leaders, because worship leaders will be judged more strictly. Now, of course, we know that Pastor John and his quote is, is actually quoting James chapter 3, verse 1, except he's replacing teachers with worship leaders. The actual quote from James 3, verse 1 in the, in the verse is, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. So why did I say that this might be difficult for some people to receive. Well, it's because as I've talked about this topic on my different social media platforms over the past several months, I've actually received pushback from uh, worship leaders, which is, it's staggering to me that someone could actually think I'm just a song leader and they're actually not taking what they're doing as a worship leader that serious. So let me just be clear and say here on the front end, the fact that you are given a platform, that you are given a microphone, to speak to people, to sing to people on a weekly or near weekly basis is a big deal. You are seen as a leader in the body of Christ, in your church, in your city, in your region, whatever it is, and that is a role and a responsibility that we as worship leaders have to take very serious. And I would even go as far as to say that the song that you sing probably has a better chance of getting stuck in someone's head than something that the pastor might say. You know, there might be a story that the pastor says that really, really sticks out to them, and um, but probably they're going to be singing a chorus from a song that you sang Tuesday morning that might randomly pop into their head. You, as a worship leader, you are teaching people, and therefore you will be held to a higher standard. Now, there's something called the fear of the Lord. The Bible actually says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I believe that this is something that that the Lord wants us to have a healthy, holy fear about, of what is coming out of our mouths, whether it be a spontaneous song or whether it be a song that we're covering, what are we teaching people? The songs that you write, here's a great question to ask you, the songs that you write, how will they stand when placed up against the Word of God? I love to think about uh, King David. You know, King David wrote just a, just about half of the book of Psalms. He wrote 73 of those Psalms or songs. And I love what um, some theologians say about that is that David didn't write songs because he needed a hobby, but rather it was his way of training people in the knowledge of God. David did not write songs because he needed a hobby, but it was his way of training people in the knowledge of God, and it's a it's a crazy reality to think about that David's songs, now thousands of years later, are still active, and they're forming the basis for much of what we still sing today. And you know, thousands of songs have been based on his uh, songs. And can you imagine the song that you write today being looked at, studied, and sung two thousand years from now? How would it hold up? And Pastor John continues. He says, historically, it's the hymns of the church that have alongside with the preaching been one of the most powerful means by which a church is taught. That's such a big statement. He continues, I would guess that in some churches, the songs may be even more decisive in the way truth is embraced because the preaching may be so thin when it comes to doctrinal teaching. Of course, the songs may be very thin as well at times. So I want to ask this question again. What are you teaching people? When you lead worship, you're doing so much more than preparing people to hear your pastor preach. You are teaching people. You are teaching people. What kind of songs are you writing? One of the most intense aspects of leadership is the higher accountability to which we are held. And like I said earlier, the fact that you're given the ability to affect and influence entire rooms full of people on a weekly basis is both an honor and should also be a sobering reality. Now, I want to end by saying this. Sometimes your influence can feel so weak. I mean, I I get that. I I genuinely understand that. Sometimes I don't even want to take the stage. Sometimes I wonder why am I even still leading worship? What do I have to give anyone on this worship team or anyone in this congregation? I don't even want to take the stage right now and lead. But even in those moments and those times when you might feel so weak in your own flesh, I promise you are having an impact on that congregation. The words that come out of your mouth are having an impact not only on the congregation, but also on your team far beyond what you can see with your eyes. So I want to leave you just with that simple thought today and ask you the question, What are you teaching people? Because worship leaders are teachers. Thanks so much for listening to the RizCast podcast. As always, I would love to hear from you. Hit me up at podcast at justinrizzo.com. Also, a huge thanks to Judah Earl for this original music and to Michael Dinsmore for the art design.